would defend to the death his right to do everything he does. The thing that I, that I find unusual, and it's, you know, it's not a criticism so much, but his targets are underdogs. And comedy traditionally has picked on people in power, people who abuse their power. Uh, women and gays and immigrants are kind of, to my way of thinking, underdogs. And, um, you know, he ought to be careful because he's Jewish. And a lot of the people who want to pick on these kind of groups, the Jews are on that list a little further. You got women, gays, gypsies, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly you find Jews. And, and Andrew, suddenly Andrew's arrested. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, he, obviously he should do what he wants. And uh, why does he get away with it, do you think, then? Well, because we have never laughed at jokes about the Well, poor. he's appealing. I think he's appealing largely. I think his core audience are young white males who are threatened by these groups. I think a lot of these guys aren't sure they're manhood because that's a problem when you're going in through adolescence. You know, am I really? Am I, could I be? I hope I'm not one of them. And the women who assert themselves and are competent are a threat to these men, and so are immigrants in terms of jobs and, and, uh, and, and the So that's problem. why we as an audience then will laugh. I, you say we, I don't think you're I mean, in I don't know. But I, I mean think the you're, collective that, we. I think that's what, what is at the core of that experience that takes place in these arenas, is a certain, uh, a, you know, a, a sharing of, of uh, anger and rage at, at, these, at these targets. And I'm sure Andrew isn't that angry at them. I'm sure he's playing it as a comic. Nearly all of the greats have their blind spots. Right? There's very few that are just like pure through and through. Like very, very few examples. Like your Steve Irwin, who just seemingly could do no wrong all the way until the end. Like, you're Mr. Rogers. Like, you just cannot hear a bad story about him. They're, you know, all of the greats in all types of media and all types of art, they'll have their blind spots. They'll have their misbehavior. They'll have their, just their disappointing moments. So, you know, with Led Zeppelin, of course, it's the treatment of women. With uh, Alfred Hitchcock, the treatment of women mm, that's there's a lot of those examples now that you think about it and so now we have to come across the subject of dave Chappelle. and for the record i've been a fan of dave Chappelle for 20 years i think he's one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time i think he he is so good at the microphone he's so good at telling stories he's so good at dominating his audience but he has a hell of a blind spot and I don't, he's too smart to not realize it, but maybe he just doesn't notice it. There's just that smidget of a chance and his blind spot is definitely towards the type of humor that he's decided to triple down on nowadays, especially on the transphobia. And then just at, just as recently, there was a Saturday Night Live monologue where he kind of toyed the line with the, you know, <laughs> with the anti-Semitic material. And it started because of his friend, Kanye West, which has also been much more of a blind spot that not as many people have pointed out because they're actually very good friends. They have been very good friends for multiple decades and I think Chappelle struggles in understanding just how far Kanye has fallen off mentally and has not been willing to accept the fact that his very good friend has some 
extremely problematic thoughts and, you know, statements and beliefs. I mean, Kanye has been quoted as, you know, praising Hitler. And I don't know if it's because of the policies or because of the power that Hitler had over the people, which is something Kanye has always, you know, been craving. He craves that attention. He craves that ability to have everyone's, you know, focus. And I don't know if it's that part or if it's, you know, of course, the anti-Semitic stuff. But Chappelle definitely has that blind spot. And on that monologue, it definitely proves that he is not willing to really, you know, to really go after his his longtime friend. And it sucks because, as I've said, Dave Chappelle is way too smart to constantly be doing some of the stuff that he's doing. And... When I say he may not notice at what he's doing, it's because of his, the overall arc of his comedy, the over, the, the overall narrative of his content, of his material is the fight that, you know, black Americans have against America in general. They're fights for equality their fights for be just being accepted and all of this is very valid uh Chappelle has seen the worst of the worst happening to his friends to his culture to his people he's seen it all he's been through it all he's been in comedy since you know the the 90s the early 90s and he has seen some crazy things he has seen his friends just fall apart emotionally while trying to make it in Hollywood. He has seen some of his friends, you know, he's seen his friends die without receiving the financial compensation that they deserved from Chappelle show. Like he lost, you know, we lost Patrice O'Neill who really deserved a much better career. He, we lost Charlie Murphy who was also a very talented individual. And I'm not saying in Charlie Murphy's case, he was struggling because he had his connections to, of course, Eddie Murphy. So I'm sure, you know, financially he was fine, but he didn't get the he didn't get the money that he deserved. He didn't make as much money as he should have because Chappelle's show made a wild amount of money. It was the best selling DVD of all time at one point, even defeating the mighty Seinfeld and Simpsons. Like it was a phenomenon. And it's very strange to see the careers of many of the talents involved with that show just not move. Like, there was no upward mobility for almost everyone involved in that show when it abruptly ended. Instead, <clears throat> the Comedy Central likes moved on to other talents to copy the formula. Your Amy Schumer, the Key and Peele. No offense to them, but, you know, it is what it is. You copied the formula. And I know that <clears throat> Chappelle for decades has talked about the struggle for equality. And he, especially during the Black Lives Matter movements, he had a series of these, you know, 20 minute monologues where it's a mixture of jokes and serious topics where he discusses all these things. And he is on point on these things. So why are you so bad <laughs> at trying to. <clears throat> not punch like you refuse to not punch down 
And there are critics that say, no, Chappelle is an equal opportunity offender. He offends everyone equally. That is not true. It's not true. I love his work. I love Chappelle's material, but it is simply not true. He does not punch everyone equally. He does not. And it's fine. It is fine. But you can't tell me that the reason he goes after, you know, the transgender community, the reason he's gone after, like, the gay community, the reason he's gone after now, just as recently, you know, the Jewish community, the reason he's toted those jokes is not because he likes to punch equally, but it's because it's kind of a, his, it's his way of, sorry, it's his way of fighting against the fact that all these other groups, when they are being marginalized, when they're being mistreated, the voices are significantly louder from white America to defend them than when it comes to defending black Americans from all the threats that they face all the time. So, it's it sucks. It sucks to see somebody that you look up to just refuse to grow up and refuse to grow with the times it it's very disappointing especially somebody as talented as he is and he'll say that he's doing this to protect the art form of the stand-up com uh the stand-up comic he's doing this to protect the art form of the comedian but the one example that I always like to give is the example that I presented at the very beginning of this clip. And it's George Carlin. George Carlin has always been a defender of the oppressed. Whether it be the poor, the black community, the LGBTQ community, those who have been victimized by this country, those who have been victimized by the racism of this country, those who have been victimized by the church, those who have been victimized by the government. George Carlin has always been <clears throat> that counterculturalist comedian who did not punch down. He that was not that was never his ammo, but he was still able to defend the sanctity of comedy. And it's such a hard line. So Carlin is probably the only comedian who can do it, who was a, who who not only didn't punch down, who always punched up, but also defended the right for comedians to be who they are. It's a very tough line, you know, to tote, and Chappelle is failing it, in my personal opinion. It cannot be a coincidence that Chappelle's fan base, as it's growing. It's growing more on the side of the spectrum that doesn't view black Americans as equal in the first place. So let's have that conversation. Chappelle's fan base is not growing evenly. It's not. It is growing more on one side of the field. They have taken his words about Donald Trump and used it as justifications for why they continue supporting him. They have taken his words about the LGBTQ community and have used that against the transgender community. They And now soon they will use his words that he said in Saturday Night Live and they'll use it 
against the Jewish community, even if, by the way, even if they didn't get the message. So I tweeted something that got, this isn't me toting my horn, but it got like 4,000 likes. It got like a million views, but the comments were kind of scatterbrained. They were like all over the place because there was people that, you know, saw the clip that I posted online, you know, from his monologue and said, oh, that's why Trump is going to go down as the best president in history. No, that's not what, no, that's not what he said. That's not the message. And people were taking his words and they're like, see, this is exactly Kanye may have had a point. No, that's not what he said. But the fact of the matter is, is that Chappelle's doubling and tripling down of the humor that is against these groups. And they are against these groups. They are making fun of them. Like it or not, he can bitch about it all he wants, but it is what it is. And his fan base is growing from the side that already had their issues with the LGBTQ community, already had their issues with the Jewish community. And that is a problem. That is the problem. His fan base isn't growing among people that are just fans of comedy. It's not. His career arguably peaked with Chappelle's show. But then he had this resurgence. But his fandom from when he had Chappelle's show and his fandom today are distinctively different. And I think, I hope... The Chappelle can look at what's been going on and understand why. I hope he does. And like I said, he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. He is so smart. He's so good at this. So why are his fans becoming more bigoted? Why? Why Why are his words appealing to the to all the worst people this is an issue this is a problem whether it's through misinterpretation whether it's them trying to read between the lines on something that's not there but it's still happening and like i said it's it's such a problem and if Chappelle wants to continue making these jokes yes go for it but then why aren't you going after Kanye Kanye West has hailed Hitler, has threatened Kim Kardashian and Kim Kardashian's family, has threatened Pete Davidson, has said slavery was a choice, has become friends with Candace Owens, the same woman that Chappelle called a bitch during the Black Lives Matter days because of all the terrible, bigoted things Owens said. And I don't see Chappelle going after him when he very much should. These are the types of people that Chappelle would go after. These same people, but he won't do it because he's his friend and because it's a blind spot. And these blind spots wouldn't be as big of a deal if it weren't for the fact that we're in a very fractured America where hate crimes have been on the extreme rise and hate groups have been on the extreme rise. And as the FBI pointed out, the biggest threat to the United States right now, besides the guns, the biggest threat to the United States right now are white supremacist groups. And I can guarantee you that Chappelle's fan base has grown among white supremacist groups, which should, no, that which should not be the case. 
Chappelle should be strong enough to be like, I don't want these people supporting me. Fuck these people. I don't want their money. I don't want their support. And I don't want them listening to my content and thinking that it's for them because it is not. But Chappelle hasn't done that. And it's such a very difficult conversation to have because like I said I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy and I do believe that stand-up comics should be given a a bit more leeway in what they say but there is the responsibility of you know of standing next to your words and apologizing when they hit you know when they hit the wrong nerves and there is a responsibility to the things that you say there is especially nowadays. And a big part of stand-up comedy is recognizing your audience and recognizing the temperature in the room. And this is where Chappelle used to be much better at, but hasn't been as good. And he has not realized that the temperature of the room is super hot in terms of these marginalized groups, and he's still going after them. And... Uh, it's disappointing. <laughs> Never have heroes, guys. I followed this one sports writer who I thought was super good. He wrote he wrote about the things of baseball that I wish would happen, if that makes sense. Like, he is a strong supporter of the Expos. And then it turns out that he, like, beat the shit out of his wife several times. And now he's in jail. One writer that I used to actually communicate with through Twitter. Like, we had conversations and whatnot. It's 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 hard. It's hard to see somebody that you look up to just completely turn around and become somebody else. And I'm not saying Chappelle is a completely different person now. But what I am saying is he is not doing as well in taking note of the things he's doing. He infamously quit the Chappelle show because of a particular audience member that was laughing at his jokes in a certain way he found uncomfortable. If you quit your show and quit, you know, if you turn down that giant contract because of the way people were laughing at your material, then how do you not, how do you not notice the way people are laughing at your jokes now. I just find that the most fascinating thing. The legend of Dave Chappelle started when he gave up all that money, gave up the most successful television show at the time because his content was reaching the wrong audience. That is the part of his life that he seems to to not remember as he is making this content today and people are laughing at it for the wrong reasons and laughing at it the wrong way. History is repeating itself and Chappelle seems to be ignoring the similar signs. I hope he figures this out. I hope he figures out what he's doing and the harm he's causing. I, I hope he can figure it out. But until then, we're just going to have to Watch him continue to swing against everybody. (laughs) And hopefully he can help Kanye get the mental health that that man desperately needs before somebody gets seriously hurt.
And I hope Dave Chappelle can finally wake up one day and notice that what he's doing, what he's causing, is a lot more harm than good, even if it is for defending comedy and defending his fight for black for equality from black Amer- for black americans in american society that's it happy night